0: Noah, you've done well to heed my instructions. Mm-hmm. One boat. Thank you for building this ark. And you've gotten two of every animal, as I suggested?
1: Yeah, a couple of them were pretty difficult. Um, you know, the lions, very fierce. Uh, I had to go a long way for the penguins, but I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've blessed me and my family, and I want to make you proud. And let's, uh, let's, you know. Let's continue the human race. Let's continue this world experiment. Get rid of all them sinners. Ooh,
0: yeah. Um, mm, human race. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let, let me consult my consult my plans for a second. Is there a, is there a problem? Uh, did I miss a, Did I miss any uh, animals? Uh, 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 don't ask questions of your lord. One
1: moment. I saw some unicorns, but uh, they were pretty fast.
0: Oh. oh yes, the the unicorns. Yeah, we can't we can't forget about those. Listen, um, I'm going to need you and your entire family to go. To go grab the unicorns real quick and then we'll get this flood going <clears throat> okay uh they were
1: hanging out with the uh with the dinosaurs so I'm gonna all of them you know it might be a little dicey but I trust you to protect me oh yeah I'll, to- I'll totally protect you uh make make sure you do a- a- another once over make sure you didn't miss any okay do you want me to stone some heathens on the way um us humans have been pretty sinful
0: that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, it might help me cover my tracks later for a diff, for like an for for a cosmic audit. Yeah, go okay. ahead, stone some humans. stone some heathens.
1: Come on, kids, we're gonna go wage holy war. All right, is he gone?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he's gone. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, um, gorilla, can you can you close the door real quick?
2: Brrr.
0: Thank you, gorilla. Um, all right, I know this is kind of messed up, guys, but humans are not working out we understand completely you got it listen it's it's not it's not a speciesist thing i just think that the humans you know i'm i'm seeing some trouble down the line and i feel like we need to nip this problem in the bud yeah absolutely absolutely they're they're sinful and
1: they cause trouble and they're so violent and not pro-social at all we're gonna do much better okay yeah but who's gonna become the dominant life form What was that? Jackalope? What did you say? Uh, who's gonna become the dominant life uh, you know, in in your
0: new world? Eagles, help me out here.
1: Hey, don't (laughs) don't grab me!
0: Alright, thank you. Uh, jackalope problem is taken care of. Uh, are there any other dissenters? Pandas? I'm looking at you. Hmm, kinda had a point, though. Need a dominant species, a point of reference character.
1: Uh, let's just do this alphabetically.
2: You meet as an original point of view. <laughs> and I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play and get along with each other. You gotta to listen
0: to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to the rhythm. The rhythm on the street. Open up your eyes, open up your ears, get together and make things better by
2: working together. It's a simple message. It comes from the heart oh, believe in yourself For oh, that's the place
1: to Start, start and
0: I say, hey, Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Aardvarks, bunnies, uh Were there cats? I'll have to I'll have to school you in the ways to do a God voice using the reverberation tool. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sinister.
1: Okay. <laughs> I am Sinister. Run, <sighs> Ron Howard!
0: <laughs> anyway, Ain't no one getting that joke. A Sinistar is such a weird. <laughs> it was in a Dresden Files book. Really? Yeah, there was a reference to Sinistar in a, a flashback. I don't remember that. He was being hunted by some sort of demon thing, and the fucking Sinistar machine comes on. and he's like, Run, coward! <laughs> Oh, that's very fun. It was it was like, very satisfying to me. You start very off in like an asteroid
1: clone, and you are like, okay, mine the rocks for bombs. You know, shoot yep. out the enemy things, and then this giant spheres like, are the furthest thing from my mind. Planet sized lion head. Yep. Who is also a disc?
2: <laughs> just and is rah, also rah. a robot.
1: <laughs> and he just yells you into his mouth. Beware! I live.
0: <laughs> Ron Howard. uh. Yep. Let's do this. Great game. Great game for a great dame. And you're all great dames, children. Listen up, dames. Today <laughs> we are talking a- wait, okay. <laughs> we gotta introduce ourselves. Hello everyone. I'm Cartoncast. I'm Zane. <laughs> and this is the Ben. Uh, <laughs> thank you for for attending. Sorry, our sorry about session. the confusion.
1: We had some budget cuts lately and uh <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, a re- reorganization went through, and we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, Ben is
1: now played by the Cast. <laughs>
0: this, this is the person where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults.
1: Uh, the Cast is possible thanks to viewers like you. Specifically, just you, probably. <laughs> just you. Uh, and now a word from us adults. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, t- uh, today we
0: are talking about Arthur.
1: Arthur, the perennial... PBS Kids flagship.
0: Yeah, and it's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, one of these kids shows.
1: High high rated on Common Sense Media. It, I'm sure it was. A, uh, there's a template here.
0: There is. I mean, you can pretty much tell when a show is going to be good for kids because it's generally directed toward children. Oh, um, is that how that works? Eh, occasionally, sometimes when and Stemi find ways. If there's its adult way in,
1: content, that's not going to go. That's not going to go over well.
0: No, you can't have content. Okay. Content just gets in the way. Uh, but yeah, so we haven't done one of these in a while. We did Magic School Bus a long time ago, but it's it's been we've been we've been, you know, we've been in the midst of our 60 episode gritty reboot. We haven't gone back and looked at a bunch of kids shows. And I think that's a shame.
2: Yeah. So I I'm, I'm glad like
0: children's shows can be hard to talk
1: about but they are an important part of the cartoon lexicon.
0: Absolutely. They're very hard to talk about and they're but they are very important. I remember as a kid I was definitely watching cartoons. And you know, yep. it's these are <laughs> these are gateway cartoons. These How on know, earth they, could our audience have known that? I well I'm just you know like <laughs> shut up, <laughs> Shut <up>, not <Zane>. saying. <laughs> I'm explaining the concept of like having gateway cartoons. You know, you watch kids as a young you watch cartoons as a young kid, and then you're like, okay, I'm kind of done with these cartoons. What do I do now? And then you get into your Hayes Arnold and your Angry's Beaver, and you know, there's shut up, Zane. (laughs) And for a lot of kids, this was the fucking dick cartoon
1: because you know a lot of families are like PBS families, like they don't trust what's
0: on the media sure and, and that's that's reasonable uh, but it's and, and like I don't know I, I was never part of the child raising demographic so far so I, it's hard for me to say I feel like there's probably also a good number of parents who like didn't sit down with their kids to watch these shows mm-hmm. but just like wanted to park them in front of the TV and do whatever and like this was the show that you know was the easiest sell yeah you could do a lot worse you could do a lot worse and it's also like It doesn't need to be that interesting to hold the attention of, like, a a six-year-old, you know? Yeah.
1: And as we're talking about it today, keep in mind that the show is intended for, like, four to eight, like, that age range. Yeah. Um, I ended up liking it more than I initially did. Um, Uh, Okay. Can you tell me—can you you expound upon that? So, you know, a lot of times I'll watch the first episode, and then based on how good that is, I'll put off watching more. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but so Arthur ran on PBS Kids from 1996 to the present day with a hiatus from 2008 to 2012. let that
0: it sink in for a second. 1996 yeah. to the present day.
1: 22 years.
0: That's, I mean.
1: It's the longest running children's animated TV show.
0: Yeah. And it's in from a, it's an American, than Canada, SpongeBob. it's an American Canadian, uh, kind of joint venture. So it, it has the markets of both. And so I watch an episode from the very early
1: seasons, and it's just, it's kind of too kiddy for me to enjoy on my own. And, you know, I can put myself in the mind of a kid, but, you know, it's a different thing. I started watching some of the more recent stuff. It's really
0: good. I I found that it was pretty good overall. And I'll be honest, like, this show very, really impressed me mm-hmm. uh, in, in a lot of ways. The first of which, the most obvious point, I think it was like, I think it was, there was a lot of attention and care paid to it. Like, this isn't a, you know, eighth season of Spongebob. We're just doing whatever we want because the kids are already bought into it. No, the, the people who made this, you do get the feeling like they cared about good programming for kids. You yeah. get the feeling like they wanted to, to share something with the world that had a good message. And a lot of that comes through in, you know, the production values. Yeah, um, and
1: it was... You know, the the style of it and the way that it looks were taken from the kids book of the same name by Mark Brown. Uh, and it was produced by WGBH, which is Boston based uh, PBS station mm-hmm. uh, and Sinar, which became cookie jar group after some tax fraud scandals.
0: Cookie Jar Group is a really good name for for this kind of thing,
1: <laughs> especially if you were just caught in some scandals.
0: Yeah, did you read up on the scandals?
1: It's like, <laughs> like you can see their clear descent from like we want to put out good quality programming as a nonprofit into like let's do J- some Jim Davis counts, territories of we want uh, the money, <laughs> we want that money. Yeah,
0: because compared um, to other
1: things on PBS at the time, like you wouldn't expect this to be the big money maker, but it worked out. Like this was a very popular show.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder how much of that I, I wonder where that came from, and I'd love to talk to you about the popularity of it. Um, but I I I don't know I don't know where we should do that. Should we like kinda talk about it as a show first, or should we just kinda discuss what we think made it such a hit?
1: Um, let's talk about it as a show first, because it does it is similar to other shows that we've watched before. I'm thinking in particular Doug, which came out before this, but was for a slightly older audience. It's very Doug-ish.
0: Yeah, it's 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 Doug, but for a younger audience, and is also takes place in a simulation. Uh-huh. Simulation confirmed.
2: <laughs>
1: so, like, I guess we'll get an explanation <laughs> of that later. You sure will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, the show generally is, it's following around um, Arthur, the, the titular character, as he, you know, growing up. Uh, he's got a nuclear family, you know, he's got friends. It's sort of a suburban, very laid-back, kind of safe
0: uh, cityscape. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all animals. They are indeed. And In, uh, one of the facets of the show that I had, like, a little bit of difficulty kind of grappling with, because, as you'll see, uh they're like pretty starkly delineated animals that are delineated by family. So like there's two bunny parents and they have a bunny kid and then there's two aardvark parents and they have an aardvark kid. There's there's no mixed breeding in yeah. this basket.
1: It's like racism but more confusing. It, it, it's exceedingly confusing.
0: Cuz <laughs> like, like it's it's a there's got to be <laughs> you you would think so like but it it's I mean it does make sense like it, this this would be too bizarre to try to like you know I mean maybe there was an adoption storyline I, mean, I aside, would credit Arthur with being able to handle that aside from aardvarks, bunnies and like rats I like there's just generic animal like face I don't know so I feel like I can always tell when it's a cat or a or a dog or something What is Muffy? Muffy is a termite. And what is Francine? Francine. Different Francine's termite? a monkey. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I actually don't know what Muffy is, but uh, Francine is very clearly a monkey. Yeah, I can't. She got that any uh, of it. that that ape snout face thing. That front. yeah, sort of the the
1: the Simpson stubble.
0: Yeah, the Simpson stubble. That's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's what it looks like. All right, we're we're definitely Zane. I know this is your edit now, so please look up Simpson stubble to try to get a show note because I feel like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Um. I, so, as long as we're talking about bizarre racism and, you know, uh, our cast brand interspecies romances, I do want to bring up the point that we have a show that also deals with anthropomorphic animals that do cross that species boundary. And that is BoJack Horseman.
2: Yeah. Which is a direct
0: that, sequel to this.
1: Like, I saw similarities. <laughs> Like the I, way that it's yeah. animated
0: is very reminiscent. I mean, they're both they're both quality shows. I don't know how much farther you can take it with that, but
1: you know, um, some of the some of the more recent seasons, um, just like the way the characters move, I was like, this was cut still out of BoJack Horseman.
0: Huh. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess it has been running for twenty years. The animation it, it could, has improved since it then. It could very easily take place in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Like I you can watch, could. Ar- you can
1: see Arthur watching horse and around. If you replace the human human children with, like, musk ox? I don't know.
0: Yeah, musk ox. That's a good one. Um, How many animals are there? (laughs) What, in reality? Yeah, conservative estimate. How many animals? Uh, Are we including beetles? No. Okay, because those are most of them, right? Yeah. Beetles are, are pests. Wow. That's, uh... That's some real District Nine kind of dog mm-hmm. whistle you got going there. Mm-hmm. I'm also excluding caterpillars. All right. Well, that's just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> where where were we? Um, <laughs> uh, racism. <laughs> racism and and uh, and BoJack Horseman. So clearly that's that they're not related in any way. But I, I would have liked seeing some of the kind of overlap between the between the species. I mean, it's a kids program. You don't think that hard about it. You just want to see animals and you also want to see kids and this is how you do it. So I I won't belabor that point too much. It just, it's something that was like, can I make sense of this? And no, no, you can't. Yeah, because they're they're just people with
1: animal heads in like Um, a, like an Egyptian mythology kind of thing,
0: I guess. Yeah, this is, yeah. Arthur was uh, previously named Horus (laughs) or Ra. Um, uh, Anubis, is that a good one? Yeah. And I say, rah, Raw! um, so we should talk a little bit about the popularity of Arthur nowadays, because mm-hmm. like back in the day, this was pretty well critically received. It's he was a uh, TV guide in 2002, ranked Arthur as number 26 on the list of 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time. It won a bunch of Daytime Emmy Awards, a George Foster Peabody Award, and also won a BAFTA and was nominated for six, 17 Daytime Emmys in addition to actually winning the four of them. Yeah, um,
1: Qual- quality kids programming, um, especially pro-social, that the awards people are going to like, that's, absolutely, you know, it, and, and naturally that's going to draw the kind of people to work on it who are fans of that kind of thing. So it perpetuates itself over time.
0: It does, and and I get the feeling like it wasn't... I don't know that many shows from back then that were as good as this. I think it was this and Magic School Bus, and that's kind of it as far as kids programming went for me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bunch of garbage shows like PB&J Otter and that sort of thing, but, like, this was a breed apart. Mm -hmm, And you sort of corner the market when you're this good and targeted to this specific demographic.
1: Yeah, of course, since it is a PBS show, it's kind of... uh reliant on the whims of the government and viewers like you
0: um, <laughs> i i really love that's that phrase viewers like you yeah yeah it makes not you feel not like a you specifically
2: Just, like
0: <laughs> they assume you haven't donated yet right <laughs> well it's it's
1: a it's a freemium service right when you donate <laughs> they don't run that ad anymore
0: oh sure <laughs> i've never <laughs> heard that term before i like it freemium
2: yeah
1: Oh yeah, that's that's, that's the that's the methodology these
0: days. That's how they keep things free but not really. Hmm, like a uh, like a uh, oh, what's the one that's pay to play but different? Um loot boxes? No, 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 pay to, pay win, to maybe? win maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I like, feel video like there games
1: was a... where it's free but not really or like, you yeah. know, Hulu has this sort of thing where you can watch things but pay an extra thing if you don't want ads or
0: for some, so for some reason, I'm trying to think of the name for it, and all that's coming to mind is Freegan, Freecycle, and Shovelware. <laughs> and shovelware doesn't fit at all. Because it doesn't have the word free in it. Right, but, you know, shovels are nice. I can't disagree with that. Um, yeah, the, so this show really, it sold well, and the the critics loved it. You know, family kind of, uh, I, you said the are Common Reference Point, Common Sense Media uh, rated it pretty highly. Do you have the exact rating? Uh, no. Uh, I think okay. it was either 5 out of 5 or 4.5 out of 5. About.com gave it a 4.5 stars as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's pretty consistent. You know, and, and I found it to be the same thing. Like, This is a really quality show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I also want to mention that its popularity has shifted markets somewhat with the rise of the meme sphere.
1: Oh yeah, you're talking about stoner twenty uh, somethings. Can 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 we talk about this? All right. So uh, Arthur's been seen in memes lately, where specifically take,
0: black Twitter memes. Like, it, oh apparently, really? Apparently, this is a big hit with black Twitter memes. Like, so that general, kind of subgroup.
1: The general uh, memes that you see is you know a still frame from the show, which is of course you know very very G rated. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's a juxtaposition with some inappropriate or obscene words or text. Yeah. Uh, And so it's a nice clash, right? There's that iconic image of Arthur, like, balling up a fist. Yeah. um, And then
0: that moment when, you know, asshole cuts you off in traffic or something like that. Or, 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 or the missus tells you to take out the garbage. You know, you know, like, really, like, kind of adult, like, not really, not really Arthur crowd style things. Yeah, and it gets way dirtier. It, yeah, we're we're sparing you from the worst of it. <laughs> but I, I god damn it, I read a whole lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're very entertaining. Heaven help me, I was entertained. Uh so that's one of the big ones. There's also like a uh it's pointed to as a um kind of just I don't know why this meme got such traction. This wasn't like a meme in a you know uh post some relevant sentence to it and that's your meme but this was just kind of like an image that floated around for a while his ears don't actually work no his there's uh, a famous there's a famous uh, image of uh headphones on arthur's head and not on his ears which clearly
1: exist <laughs> yeah the model of this guy like yeah you can tell me all day that's an aardvark but um what i'm seeing is just like mouse like face and then ears sticking up it's real mousy i don't know uh,
0: I, it's fine. Oh, it might be time for uh one of our, one of, I, I have in preparation for Arthur, I you know, I've written down some aardvark facts that That's you might...
1: ridiculous.
0: Uh, I'm just, I'm well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm just going to pepper them in throughout the show. I think that you might enjoy hearing a couple of aardvark facts. The first one, uh, they have claws, and I did not see, na- I saw nary a claw on Arthur's uh, petite frame. You know, I'm not
1: going to lie, I had no idea what an aardvark looked up like until I just looked it up right now. I was but do you know. Of-
0: eaters do, do you know yes and apparently they are similar but it's just an accident of convergent evolution neat yeah Art is actually in its own uh, family order all, all alone to itself kind of like From- how raccoons and uh pandas are like similar or rec ra- well is it pandas are not are more similarly related to raccoons than bears? raccoons are the photo negative of pandas (laughs) yeah whenever you see a panda and you're like oh i can't these things screw no they've been screwing you just can't see their progeny (laughs) so yeah don't think about the fact that that means that they're giving birth to a bunch of raccoons (laughs) don't think about that
1: i mean in like uh like a zoo is a very good habitat for a raccoon to survive in
0: (laughs) yeah that's true that's true
1: stealing them quail eggs
0: well, I, um, I kind of thought you were you meant like the garbage cans or whatever. Oh, that too. Oh, you were talking about raccoons in the zoo. I was talking about like, you know, free-range raccoons. Both? Um on, on the prowl. Um are there other things that we want to talk
1: about before we get into the show itself?
0: Um let me let me look down for a second cuz I, I wrote a lot of weird stuff down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to I kind of want to leave in with the intro. Okay. Because I, I don't want to gloss over it later because we were running out of time. So can we do that? Sure. Yeah, this is an iconic um, intro song
1: by Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers, which are uh, Bob Marley's kids.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, Ziggy Marley, that sounds a lot like another, a different Marley who has a reggae, you know, Jacob Marley from The Christmas Tale. That's the one. Christmas Carol. There we go. Christmas Tale. I, You know, I really wanted to... I, I actually kind of you know I'm, I'm getting woke of sorts and in preparation for this I'm like Jamaican's a funny accent and then I was like I probably shouldn't like I mean like <laughs> just because they're not like in our co- consciousness collectively and they don't get made fun of or not it, that's not a free pass to say a bunch of j- jokes in a Jamaican accent so let's just ride right past that. It's progress that you stopped yourself. It's it's probably not as much progress as I could like by not patting myself on the back during podcasting, but baby <laughs> steps. Let's do yeah. baby steps.
1: Yeah, and it's not like they downplay, like <laughs> this, no, the, like the Jamaican sound. It feels. Of it. It,
0: it feels like he's like, listen, I don't know how successful this is going to be. Maybe I'll just try to sound like my dad. <laughs> well, I mean, I think
1: part of the reason why this song is so well known and loved is like, is that sound—the way he says rhythm, the way
0: you he know, does. <laughs> Like, like it just, it, yeah, it sounds really good. There's no, there's no, but, there's no buts about it. Like he is saying rhythm, um, and he is trying to sound like uh, Bob Marley. But it is I, a great, I, I, it's a I don't great know song. how much he's trying to. I don't know what his other songs sound like. Maybe that's just how he sounds. I'm not sure either. All I know is that it's a great song, and I love it, and it stuck with me. It's the hallmark what, of a great cartoon song. Is it?
1: It's it's weird to me the way that it starts. Um, you know when. When you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And then right into the chorus, it seems like there should be more stuff there. Maybe it got
0: cut up a bit. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's not irregular for cartoon intros. How, mm. how long is a song? A little more than three minutes, generally? How long is a cartoon intro? About a minute? Maybe a minute and a half? It's a good point. It happens a lot. So yeah. probably got cut up for, for efficiency's sake.
1: And this song in particular can last forever because it just loops so naturally.
0: It does, and it loops in my head naturally, and I had a very hard time getting to sleep for the past week.
1: It's like, where does it start? Where does it end?
0: In my dreams, hopefully, because it's, <laughs> it's not stopping before then. Um, Chance the Rapper does a cover of this intro. I didn't like it. I I didn't listen to it, and I'm glad.
2: Yeah, And bad. I didn't
0: have a different way to bring that up. Nope. But now you are aware of it, audience, and we can move on. I'm going to talk about Chance the Rapper for a second. Um, <laughs> okay?
1: Are you aware that he starred in a movie that's coming out soon called Slice, where no. he is a pizza delivery man who is also a werewolf?
0: Sounds great. You're more of a, ch- a chance master than I am, so maybe, I'm, like... I, I just get secondhand nar- knowledge from Charlie. I, I know. I know you do. <laughs> but I do want you to inform me about this, you know, uh, werewolf delivery boy. I think he hunts ghosts. That's, that makes sense. Werewolves have a natural <laughs> type advantage against ghosts.
1: Do they?
0: Yeah, and the fact that he arrives at the ghost scene thirty minutes or less, or their money back, just means that he's <laughs> yeah, gonna get the he's gonna get the drop on them real easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, ghosts are not known for uh, leaving quickly.
0: No, no. I mean, like, do, can you imagine being a ghost coming back, and you're like, okay, I gotta haunt this place. I gotta figure. I gotta, in order to pass on, I gotta clean up loose ends. Can you do that in thirty minutes?
1: A ghost in a hurry just doesn't make sense. It's weird. <laughs> like, all right, you need to resolve your past grievances before you can move to the afterlife. And if you can't do it in an hour, you're going to hell. Wait, all right, time what? me. <laughs> I, need, I, I need, like, planning. I need to, like... There's so many ghost stories that you hear about someone from, like, the Victorian era. I need to paint, like, blood in the mirror backwards. Like, yeah. it just takes time. There's
0: a lot of setup. There's a proofreading step and everything. They're literally tethered to the world. So yeah, werewolves faster than ghosts. Confirm. What a wonderful kind of day! <laughs> I would love to hear a Halloween, uh, Halloween version of this. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Like on, uh, like in a theremin. All right, googling. All right, good. Thank Arthur you.
1: Theme song, theremin. All right. You know it, baby.
0: Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> Halo, check that too.
1: Halo three song on theremin. Yeah, okay. I don't think
0: it's gonna show up. Oh, you didn't find one? Nah. What? What's this? What's the song's name, Wonderful Kind of Day? I think it's just Arthur. Arthur theme. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna do Arthur theme Halloween.
2: Mm?
1: I mean, I'm sure there were Halloween episodes. There... I saw at least two.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Why is Arthur doing blackface? What? There's a Mark Brown, Arthur's Halloween. Arthur does not look like Arthur. Anyway. Yep.
1: We should get back on topic.
0: We should. Yeah. Um, So, as you said, this is also a children's book, which owes a lot of inspiration to how the show looks. Um, It is a very kind of crayon aesthetic. It it looks very soft and natural and full, like, just packed full of detail. I'll talk more about it when we get to animation, but this is very obviously, like, kids' book material. They look like stuffed animals. And it makes me think that there might have been some good cross-promotion throughout the markets. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if you know about Arthur, like, can you imagine, like, you know, I, I I can't speak for you, but if I read a thing and I'm enjoying it, I definitely go watch the movie or look at the show inspired by it. Because I want to see how similar it is. And I want to see if they're portraying it in the same way that I thought of it. Okay. So it seems like a thing that is also true for kids, but I lack the memory to confirm that. What I
1: think is interesting about it is the, the books were around since the 70s. Um, Mm -hmm. but clearly this show has a lot of similarities to Doug, um, to the, down to like the fact like the characters match really well. What do you mean? Uh, Um, neurotic main character, best friend is prone to excesses, uh, rich girl, sports girl, smart kid.
0: They they are very archetypical. Um, so it's like, I guess this is just like how you do a kid show. You do have to appeal to archetypes after a fashion, but nicely, and uh, a thing that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, the kids are not, like, uniformly, I'm the good guy or I'm the jerk. You know, they have phases that they move through because they're all kind of unsure and developing still. I've yeah. seen episodes where Arthur is cast as the bully. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Because yeah.
1: they're all emotionally driven. Um, they they want to be good. They want to be liked. Mm-hmm. And they want to try new things. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's weird because, like, that could lead to the idea of, like, these characters just aren't very well distinguished or developed from each other. That's
0: not how I took it.
1: No. It's – they're still – they're characters. They're still acting like themselves in situations, but they can be in almost any situation. Right. You know, if there's there's an episode about DW learning how to ice skate, any episode – could have a character learning how to ice skate, they would all handle it differently. But the, the bones of the episode would be the same yeah. it's kids, kids learning things.
0: Right. And, and you know, in a certain way, we can't hold this to a higher standard because it needs to not be that complex. If mm-hmm. we're already dealing with being together and sharing and shit like that, then we don't also want to be dealing with, um, you know, a, a person acting in a completely untoward and confusing way. Like I, uh, they they do some stuff. Apparently, there are some episodes where they deal with, like, a kid that's somewhere on the spectrum, which I wish mm-hmm. I had seen, but I didn't. But they're not going to make someone go full serial murder or anything like that. You know, they're they're, <laughs> they're all grounded in, like, a kid's setting. Maybe right. Maybe someone's he, more awkward. Like, maybe someone's socially awkward and the rest of the class needs to kind of conform to that standard. But you're not going to have like a suicide story. <laughs> the, the idea is to
1: teach kids how to interact with a variety of people that they could reasonably expect to interact with. Could reasonably expect yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what is um... G- my brain?
0: Yeah. Oh, I guess. Let's, let's, just, let's just. No, it's cool. We've I'm been tired. doing a lot of preamble. We should just get started on characters or, or, or plot.
1: Um, I do want to say, like, the way that the episodes are structured, um, if they're learning a lesson, they often learn it multiple times. Like, the first time won't necessarily take, uh, which is good, because, like, even if you try to change something about yourself, you might not get it immediately. And I think that's a very uh, recurring recurring part of the show.
0: I think that what generally happens is that they are told the lesson, they don't believe it, they then <laughs> walk through the lesson, and then they believe it. I've been thinking lately about
1: how many about how growing up is just understanding which kindergarten platitudes you should believe and which ones are kind of BS.
0: <laughs> yeah, like trying to summon Bloody Mary from the mirror. What do you mean? Like, um, you know, share with people, give
1: people the benefit of the doubt, be nice, um, you know, try I mean, your best, don't give up. And like right. learning which situ- learning which platitude goes with which situation is entirely what growing up is about.
0: It's, it's that kind of thing where, like, you can take any message and inter- interpret it in the wrong way. You should, you know, you should trust that adults uh, have the right idea for you. How about this stranger that's inviting me into their car? You know, th- there's there's situations where yeah. you need to be able to. And that's why parents are, like, that's that's a large reason why parents are, are so, you know, gung-ho about protecting their kids. is because kids can't, don't have the context to be able to filter the message with yeah, there's no the nuance. situation there's no nuance they just have to apply it overall and that's why i'm glad the the that that's why i think that a lot of these episodes work they they mm-hmm. investigate a topic that it is not immediately clear how to go through and it becomes clearer by the episode as they kind of walk through it together
1: right um so let's talk about the characters uh naturally a show that has run for this long um has had a large number of voice actor shakeups, so it's it's rare to see a character voiced more like the same way more than like five seasons in a row.
0: Yeah, l- just go look at the... I'm not going to note any no. particular voice actor. Go look at the um,
1: page. <laughs> there's also occasionally celebrity guest stars. Um, mm. This can be good and make sense, like when Mr. Rogers shows up, uh, but it can also become memetically bad, like when Matt Damon shows up.
0: <laughs> Matt Damon showed up?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only saw Yo-Yo Ma. Arthur had a dream sequence where he was like, Arthur's never going to work in this town again.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. It's, what was Matt Damon some, doing there? He was just being a celebrity, I think. Okay. It's weird. Yeah, it sounds weird. He looks bad.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine him looking good as, oh, what kind of animal would he be? He was an aardvark, but like a person no, aardvark in less on. the right way. I don't buy that. Well, that's how Matt it Matt Damon? Matt Damon's some sort of bird. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say Pelican
1: because <laughs> he's carrying Ben Affleck with him. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, well, what a good answer! And Ben Affleck's the the, the fish. Yeah,
0: he sure is. <laughs> yeah, there, there are definitely you know guest appearances. I didn't mind them. I didn't think they were really necessary. I don't think that any kid is really gonna. No, it's not major. But but you know, in a kids' show way, maybe some of the content is for adults. Like, I found, like, a lot of the dialogue is probably for adults. Man, I didn't realize how weird this
1: show is, like, the way that they talk sometimes.
0: They they talk, like, precocious. They talk like Calvin and Hobbes. hmm And I think that's very funny in, like, a kids say the darndest way kind of thing.
1: Yeah, when kids talk and it's funny and weird but not, like, awkward weird, um, I think mm-hmm. they nailed that tone really well.
0: They did. And I don't buy that kids this young would be able to have that kind of wit, but it's not for realism and it's fine. Like, uh,
1: one line that stuck out to me was, uh, hey, want to play Crazy Nines? I'm pretty sure it's Crazy Eights. No, I like Crazy Nines better. It's crazier.
0: <laughs> That's a good line.
1: Like, I've it, a... It, it's kid sense.
0: There, yeah, there, there, and there's one, uh, there's one where, like, Buster gets a box of chocolates from a secret admirer, and the box says, uh, simply delicious. And he opens up the box, and he takes one, and he bites one, and he's like, mm, They lied. They're complexly delicious, and then he starts <laughs> listing the flavors, and I'm like, "What? What kind of kid would?" You can see why
1: it's like, did BoJack Horseman come out of this? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's not... a lot
0: of like, there's a lot of cleverness to this it's show. There, yeah, mm-hmm. and I imagine uh, that it would be a really fun show to watch as an adult, you know, with your kid. With your kid, yeah, I, I,
1: I'm looking forward to corrupting children with this.
0: Yeah, not yours or though. I Just, corrupt them. Yeah, whoever, whoever happens by, really. Yeah, <laughs> just have a and booth sitting out on your porch with a VHS copy of Arthur and like a a broom no, to swat no, at pigeons no
1: like you, uh, you go down on uh, main street during the farmer's market and there's people with that booth telling me how I'm gonna go to hell and I just set up a booth next to them like anybody wanna watch Arthur are you talking about the guess your age booth <laughs> no <laughs> step right why up would, why would I go to hell <laughs> <laughs> step right up guess your age or go to hell <laughs> guess your age or go to
0: hell <laughs> Uh yeah okay why are we talking about going to hell so much this is the second time is it yeah with the ghosts uh, oh yeah yeah
1: oh,
2: don't
0: I didn't
1: worry want to about say it anything.
0: Um, so yeah so, so Arthur's our main character yeah he's very Doug funny but without like the ambiguous disorder yeah
1: he's not quite as annoying he's like uh, he's a little bit neurotic but it's not overwhelming
0: I thought he was I don't think that Doug was that annoying but like yeah he's not full blown. Insane in some sort of way. Um, he's not. Way he's the not the detached show... from reality. Sometimes he'll have those imagined spots. Like, what if? Blah blah blah. And then, like, a vampire is in his memories or something. But like, that's not. That's not the forefront of what he's doing. He doesn't stop in the middle of traffic to consider that, like Doug <laughs> does. You know, he, he just has kind of a an active imagination, which is good for a main character.
1: Yeah, and he, uh, you know, he works um, the way that the show is is set up. Uh, it's kind of two segments per you know, 30 minute episode uh, as the main character, he usually gets the focus for the first half. Uh, the second segment can often focus on uh, secondary characters, So you get like a bit better sense of all the other people.
0: What I found is that the early <laughs> seasons really focused on Arthur. And then mm-hmm. as they kind of wanted to expand and maybe spend less time rehashing old plots, they start focusing on other characters. Yeah. Which is great. It's a great decision and it helps the show's longevity immensely. Because yeah, the writing doesn't of, get worse. It's just we're exploring from a different person's point of view. In terms of the episode quality, first, it's
1: f- episodes that focus on other characters, then Arthur, then DW.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, the way that Arthur articulates through a plot is the way that a main character in one of these kind of, you know... Yeah, he's like, oh, I made, up-
1: I made the reasonable decision right now. Something blew up. I kind of have to...
0: I kind of have to deal with this he, yeah he's he's act first think later mm-hmm. as many protagonists in this kind of morality play kind of mold have to be like pep Rand does the kind, same kind of thing yeah He'll a lot of like, short-term thinking this seems reasonable i'm gonna do this and then you very quickly learn why it isn't reasonable
1: yeah he's not he's not going out of his way to like double triple check things he's just thinking about it after the fact i'm like oh i should have done this
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's a very good fit I don't know how mm-hmm. much I like the character of Arthur, though.
1: Um, I think he does a good job standing in for, like, kids of
0: that age. He, yeah, um, he's he's definitely a good spokesperson for the audience. But he also, you know, he lacks charisma. Mm, not as much as some other characters, but, you know, he's not the... He, he wouldn't yeah. be the star of the show. I almost feel like it should be Francine. I like Francine a lot. Me too. She, um, she reminded me of Spinelli from Recess. hmm. The tomboy. Not really the tomboy, just energetic and, like, always speaking her mind.
1: Um, yeah, Fra- I mean, Francine works because she is more active. You know, when you say, like, oh, character likes sports, they they like all the sports. So there's a lot you can do with that.
0: I saw more of, like, a, Arthur will do something that's kind of, you know, short-sighted, and she'll kind of, like, call him out on it a lot of the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, why I, did you do that? I saw
0: her as a, like a very active check on his impulses. Mm-hmm. Whereas Buster seems more like an enabler to me. Buster has like a,
1: a lot of kooky issues. Enabler. Let's
0: talk about Buster.
1: <laughs> Buster's got some problems. He's just all id. Yeah, um, he, and he doesn't he, know anything.
0: <laughs> Sam, did you happen to look up an adult version of Arthur? No. There's a there's a um there's a YouTube series uh, or there's a YouTube channel that does um, adult versions of shows. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot to check that out for this one. Yeah, it's the the, the, the show is called A-OK and it's got comedy sketches for uh, for other shows. And uh, so there are two adult Arthur YouTubes which are pretty funny if you know, off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Buster is like I don't know. He's, he's like such a shit he's like such a shit boy. <laughs> he's like a broly shit boy that gets Arthur into bad situations and is like has a bunch of tattoos and scars and is like really menacing and has like weed eyes all the time. Yeah, this <laughs> like clearly is... a terrible influence. <laughs> you know? You
1: know, he's just like always eating old food.
0: Yeah, he he's a
1: he's a gross person. It's a really weird, like, recurring character trait where he'll just like find a sandwich from months ago and like, Yeah. <laughs> guess yeah. we're doing this. <laughs> I guess this is my life. Or like um, he, he's upset because he's always wrong and Brain's always right. And so he'll start like sabotaging and gaslighting Brain. Like he's
0: not a good person. It's <laughs> very funny. Yeah, I, I, I like Buster okay. I get the vague sense that he was David's favorite character, but I can't remember.
1: He's just sort of, just sort of head in the clouds, like hasn't quite learned impulse control yet. Yeah, but I like him. He'll get there.
0: I. What was his name?
1: Buster Keaton? What's Buster Baxter?
0: Was his name Buster? Because I thought it was, and then I'm like, am I just thinking of Buster Bust Loose? No, like it's Buster bust- Bunny?
1: No, his name is Buster.
0: Okay, right? I just, I'm just checking. Arthur Buster. Buster Baxter, I think. Buster Baxter. Baxter. Buster Baxter. It sounds like a TMNT yeah. kind of character. Um. Yeah, uh, so, like, I mean, I think those are his, are, are his two closest friends. There's a bunch of others as well, but I am not really interested in them.
1: Yeah, uh, Muffy's, you know, the rich girl, and so that yep. uh, gets some...
0: Binky you know, is that, the... That,
1: that's where you get all of your, like, you know, you should do charity or, like... Class
0: inequality plot lines.
1: Yeah, which there's... Which, um, I
0: sound, like, I'm sure that sounds like I'm being facetious. No, they have they can have class, class inequality plot lines in this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's they not have, actually um, that hard. Sometimes they do like short segments um before the episode. Uh like little four panel comic kind of stuff.
0: And Oh yeah. Um, like a like a throw like a throwaway gag for Sunday strips. Yeah. And there's one oh, where she's like they, like they called in Garfield and Friends quickies. like quickies.
1: Uh there's a quickie with uh, Muffy where she is uh, you yeah, know, there the yeah the poor princess, the poor little princess, except she's poor like spiritually, but she doesn't care. And mm. like, oh all the peasants hate her. She's like, Why do they hate me? I give them something good to look at and understand the fashions. I I set up these great uh fancy balls so that they can read about them in the newspaper. Yeah. And just like complete tone deafness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's um, really good. Yeah.
2: There is uh, the, a- the, the,
0: the the breadth of topics that they can cover with a show with this kind of pedigree and this much writing talent behind it is is pretty alarming. Mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very impressed. They deal with like a lot of kid issues, like you know, getting your glasses and suddenly being ridiculed at school for it by your friends. That's the thing that impressed the show, impressed me about the show the most. You get ridiculed by your friends. Buster yeah, makes so like much goddamn fun of Arthur
1: because that's something that happens when you're in elementary school and like children don't understand loyalty.
0: Well, it's not that they don't understand loyalty; it's that they don't understand how much their attempts at humor are hurting. Can be They're hurtful. hurting people. Yeah. And, and that's to not relegate that to like, like a, like a trio of miscreants, like in Simpsons or Hey Arnold, but Mm -hmm. to have everybody in on that, that's very nuanced. Yeah. That's that's, like, that's a very, that's, that's a masterful touch. Right. This show handles the
1: fact that like, sometimes the people that you're going to have difficult interactions with are your friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that's so smart. Um, Backing away from that, the, I guess, other character that I wanted to mention is D.W. I thought it was
1: daring to have the literal devil be a character.
0: She, okay, so D.W., short for Dragon Wizard, she is Arthur's handler. Excuse me? All right, so, <laughs> if you don't mind, I'd like to ex- explain something to you. This might not be obvious to you, Well, let me, let me go through my thesis on I'm Arthur. ready to
1: get explained.
0: okay. So, Arthur takes place in a simulation world. It's like the Matrix.
1: Right, because technology never changes, no one ages. No, no, no,
0: no. You're focusing on all the wrong details. It's the simulation, the reason it's a simulation is that it's the only possible way so many contrivances could possibly occur. Okay. Point the first two of every animal, just two. These guys would have Aardvark hip dysplasia for days if we believed a situation in which their progeny could only be. Uh, created by you know keeping the bloodline pure I don't buy it okay so either they're all unbred simpletons or something is made up here I mean there are other aardvarks like a cu- they're all the same family they're cousins Zane that's sick okay sick. well why don't I let you <laughs> they have taboos <laughs> for a reason Zane okay <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also something like 1984-esque brainwashing going on with that theme song It's a wonderful kind of day. Don't worry about it. You know, everything's (laughs) going to be fine. Just take your, it's, you know, listen to your heart. Don't listen with your brain. (laughs) You
1: You don't, you don't think that it was just like a, like a take on the don't worry,
0: be happy kind of feeling. That was also reggae, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's like the Treehouse of Horrors episode when Flanders is dictator. Yeah. A little little lobotomy. Yeah. Just a little, a little frontal lobotomy helps you get to sleep. Today's going to be a double plus on good kind of day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so. But,
1: okay, so, so these contrivances are not above and beyond a normal, you know, TV show uh, suspension of disbelief. Where's the simulation come in?
0: Well, let's take for a moment the fact that DW is watching him through a monitor in the opening. Hmm? He's hooked up to some machine. He's in a dreamlike state. She's his handler. That's why she's being so obnoxious all the time. It's to force him into conflict to judge his reactions and try to, you know, they're doing some sort of training on him. But, but, but. He might not know int- Kung Fu, but he's going to learn manners.
1: But in the intro, uh, Arthur says, hey, and then DW is surprised that, uh, oh, no, is it the other way around? No, I think Somebody you have gets it right. surprised. Yeah, like she's surprised that he's in the TV.
0: That's cr- that's artistic license. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> you, you can't undercut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let me give you some more examples. Maybe you'll maybe you'll come over to my side. So there's for, for for another thing. There's tons of references to properties that weasel their way into Arthur's subconscious,
1: such as
0: well when he's training a dog because he likes it, he's got a little dog buddy. He starts playing the Rocky theme song while he goes outside running with the dog.
1: They live in a world where Rocky is a, is a is a movie.
0: Uh, no, Arthur lives in the world where Rocky's a movie, and then he goes underneath the, goes into the training. <laughs> okay, ton of celebrity guest appearance. How how does how does Arthur happen to know uh, how is Buster related to Yo Yo Ma? Can you answer me that?
2: I don't that, think so.
0: That's confusing. Is that a plot point? <laughs> it is. Or it might have been Francine.
1: I don't remember. One of them is related more, to Yo-Yo Ma. I'm more curious about what's up with this dog if it's not a dog person.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, let me let me tell you another one. So uh, the way that comedy escalates in this series is also in, in kind of that Megas XLR way where it starts with something kind of normal and then goes over the top. Like, you know, the whole... Um, Megas smash into a bunch of buildings like cleared for destruction anyway or like napalm factory you know this is clearly comparison I was expecting today <laughs> clear like clearly ludicrous examples that happens right. here Um, when the kids realize that they're going to get Mr. Ratburn for their next for the 30 year teacher they go through like an escalating series of not paying attention to their surroundings because they're so scared so they're like huh. they're not paying attention in class they let like a baseball fly fly right by them without reacting and it culminates with them walk the group of them walking past an ice cream shop, and a woman comes out saying, "Oh, you can eat Rocky Road. Do you want any kids?" And they just walk right by her. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, es- escalation is definitely a part of the show, and also repeating the game. Just you know, it is a kids' show. These kids are just coming off of Blue's Clues. It's not that repetitive, but mm-hmm. yeah, you 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 do need that sort of thing. I'm still not sold that it's a simulation. Uh, I, I think I that it's a
0: constant stress test. I from will his agree. Friend.
1: I will agree that DW is, like, messing with Arthur somehow.
0: Right? I, she's a little scamp. I really like her, her rambunctiousness. Really? Yeah, she's great. I, I'm pretty I, into
1: DW. I feel like we're supposed to treat her like, hey, kids, don't be like this because everyone's clearly upset with her. I don't think so. I I thought of her as, like, an adorable Huxtable. Okay, so there's an episode where Arthur gets lost. And like, he spiritually? No, like on a bus. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: although. Uh, I should have got uh, off at of Crackton.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, the whole episode is kind of a flashback of him telling his parents, like, what happened. And DW keeps interrupting about how the real story is how worried she was, because that's, that's much more interesting and pay attention to me.
0: Uh huh. It's her Arthur, status report. She's reporting to her masters about his <laughs> progress, uh, saying the signs so, are
1: everywhere. And Arthur's like, yeah, and then I cried a little bit. And DW was like, yeah, well, I cried so much, I thought my eyes were going to float away. And the mom interrupts and says, well, why don't, we, why don't we let Arthur finish his story, and then you can tell us, you know, how things were for you. And, like, it shows us, like, the audience gets that DW isn't acting the right way, but also that, like, if you're being annoying, people won't just come out and say it. Right. Like, like it's a good lesson for the kids.
0: It is a very good lesson. She has another episode where she's just in a bad mood all the time, and it's eventually revealed that it's because she didn't get invited to a party. But she's just real obnoxious, and, you know, the mom is lightly chastising her saying, like, DW, this attitude has got to stop. You know, like, not not really, like, you know, mm-hmm. punishing, but, like, just clear, like, concerned behavior around your behavior. Right. I mean, which I like. She's She's, you know, she's got to keep the illusion up. She's still a kid. She's supposed to still be a kid in this simulation. Obviously, she's like a fully grown woman secret agent. But, you know, as
1: what I'm I'm saying is that because of the way that she acts, we are supposed to see her as like something to not be like. And so I didn't find her endearing because I don't think I'm supposed to.
0: I did find her endearing, maybe partially because of that precocious kind of uh, that precocious kind of dialogue behind her character. Like uh one, one time when Arthur is going to do a spelling contest, did you see the spelling contest episode? No, I didn't. A A R D V A R K. He <laughs> does like a little dance when he's practicing one word. Oh, another simulation thing. He practices one word, considers it good enough and goes and fools around like goes goes and fools off the rest of the day, like hangs out with Buster at the arcade. Next episode, like the the next day he's in class. The word that he gets is that exact word.
1: Okay, that is... That's Single the
0: word. How about... Zane, what about the headphones? Hmm? Hmm. Why is he able right. to hear that
1: music? Are you saying he's like a sim? Like this is a sim animals kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking more like a toaster. Like a Battlestar Galactica, you know, Cylon. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> Either way. They're...
1: Um... There was an episode where they were trying to teach kids like, hey, just because you practiced a couple times doesn't mean you're going to be good at something. So mm-hmm. I guess sometimes
0: they undercut themselves. A little bit. I, I little don't know. It's There's for a lot laughs. of lessons
1: that need to be taught. It's that nuance.
0: Right. And, you know, you got you to gotta give it a grain of salt. It, like 20 seasons, sometimes you're going to double back over your message. It, you just have to look for internal consistency within a single episode. Mm-hmm. and I, I think it does nail that but oh just just to make sure that I got this out there the, the line that she gives when he's doing the spelling bee thing and he's getting nervous she says don't worry Arthur if you lose I bet mom and dad will still let you, let you live in the garage <laughs> and that's, that's a very funny thing for a four year old to say and that's why I'm like oh it's just kids say the darndest things
1: <laughs> yeah they don't know that they're terrible to each other mm-hmm. like when I was but eight and you waved a plant at me and said this plant eats eight year olds Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, man, I was so cool.
1: Chased me around with it.
0: I was such a cool kid. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a precocious badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zane, well, I'm play- so I'm playing Monkey Island for the first time right now. And mm-hmm. there's always a dialogue option whenever you meet a new person. That Guybrush3wood says, Hi, my name is Guybrush3wood and I'm a mighty pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and it kills me every time. <laughs>
1: Do you use that option?
0: I, I do. I try to play him as a naive like kid who doesn't understand the surrounding, like a naive innocent I'm the, sort of hero. <laughs> yeah, and he do like doesn't understand danger. That's great. It's a, it's the most fun way to play him. At least in my opinion. Anyway, um so that's most of the most of the characters. I mean, there's the adults. I think the adults are pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, they're they're like good people. Yeah, they're just they're just decent parents. You know, they're uh, good good for them. They're the best. I mean, like, I like watching like a Hey Arnold family better because they're more interesting in and of themselves. But in this, they're just like reasonable parents that like clearly know how to handle their kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for a kid watching it to not be bowled over by weird behavior by the parents. I think it's I think it's important to have that like authority figure in the show
1: right adults aren't goofy adults are there to be trusted
0: Uh, there to be trusted right they don't have to be serious but they have to be trustworthy Mm -hmm. and as a person who responds really well to authority i totally dig that and it Mm -hmm. was nice it was nice to see it was nice to see a character that was clearly not designed to make me laugh but was not just superfluous yeah and they can they can be a little silly
1: they can be a little you know more more stern like mr ratburn Ratburn, like,
0: I saw an episode where he went to Arthur's house because his roof flooded, and he was very silly.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. he was off the clock. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so one it's of, just showing, that's like, one of those, like, hey, there's moments. different kinds of adults.
0: And that's one of those moments that is really cool because kids watching it are going to be—they're going to have one—they're uh, going to have one impression of adults. And they're going to be awakened to the fact that, oh, this adult is also a person— With his own hobbies and interests, that's really cool. And DW says like one of the one of the better lines um, in that episode where uh, um, let me let me try to find it real quick. Oh yeah, Rappern tells her that teachers like she's like oh why are you here rather than at school and Rappern's like teachers don't live at school DW and she responds the world seemed so simple before this moment. I'm like where did they, where she pick this phrase up? I remember one time when I was like seven, I we were gonna go to the Neville for like a family vacation thing, and for some reason I said I think I'm going to take a hard long look at my life, and I'm like where did I I remember saying that, but I don't remember I must have gotten it from somewhere. That, that's I, yeah, you the really kind need of ready to evaluate my life choices. That's the feeling that I got watching DW is that she just picks up a bunch of stuff. Hmm.
1: Like she's she's much smarter than a kid of that age should be, but also just the same immaturity.
0: That that's why that's why she's so strongly reminded me of Calvin.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're it's not that you're annoying. It's that you're an agent of chaos.
0: Yeah, she can't be blamed. I want to talk more about the uh, dream sequences that they have. Okay, yeah, we had a pretty recent run-in with like a uh, Family Guy style cuts with Ultimate Spider-Man, so we have right. a good jumping-off point.
1: Yeah, this is like halfway between Doug and Family Guy type because um, they, you know, I'd they're, they're quicker, that. they're snappy, um, and they can, they're like dream sequences highlighting what can go wrong. Sure. Um, and usually this is where some fantastical elements come in. So, like, if, like, it, it they can be weird because it shows how a kid thinks the world works. So, like, Arthur is talking about taking the bus. Mm-hmm. And Dream Arthur goes up to the bus driver and asking, like, hey, when's my stop? And the bus driver is like, this bus doesn't make any stops. And then he, like, cackles maniacally, and his head turns into an octopus. And then the sh- the, the bus turns into a rocket ship.
0: Yeah. Or there's, <laughs> like, one – there's an episode where Arthur and Brain are walking home from school, and they – there's a crossing guard who lets them across, and it's like, all right, $10. And, like, the whole – sorry to use a weird Jersey accent, but, like – um he he, like charges them ten dollars, and they're like, "We don't have ten dollars." He's like, "All right, well, you can pay me tomorrow." And they agonize over like the possibilities if they don't pay him ten dollars, they go to prison. Like, <laughs> Brain only has five dollars, so like maybe he gets halfway across and has to stay there for twenty years, begging for five dollars <laughs> to finish. The- it gets like the bit- one nice thing that this show does is, in an effort to relate to young kids, it approaches their problems with a degree of ludicrous gravity
1: yeah yeah these are serious issues yeah like all of the like you know when when a dad doesn't know something and makes up something ridiculous just to kind of pull your leg yeah and you don't know enough to not take that seriously kind of stuff Hmm.
0: Hmm. i can't can you think of any examples where that happened for you were uh, you the like bus was one of took, them you well i mean for you in in person
1: oh in in, in me
0: person person me in your life yes Oh, I'm sure. Um, Let's take a minute, and we can cut it out if we need to. But I, I kind of want to see if there's an example of that. Do you remember where? Uh, do you remember when uh, our old babysitter Richard he tried to convince you that um, the those like that fake meat burger substitute, Prostage Patties, mm-hmm. that it was. The, the way that they made them was by mining out a meteor that fell. <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah. I believe that I believed it. I don't know if you actually believed it or not, but I I think I was like a little too old to believe it. But I still kind of, I wasn't confident in my belief, if that makes any <laughs> sense.
1: I'm, I'm not going to correct him on this. I wanna- <laughs> yeah, too
0: much writing on this one. Yeah, it's, it's, it does have that feeling of like, you know, you you can't separate truth from fiction. At that early mm-hmm. age, which goes back to our earlier point about needing to be able to trust authority figures because you have no context for yeah. any of these situations. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of one. Hang on.
1: Oh, you know, it's like the classic. Um, you know, if you make a face like that, your your face will stick that way. Uh huh. Kind of thing. So yeah. You can imagine uh, several dream sequences of them like looking like that and how it's a, how it affects them, like they're going up for a presidential medal, and then like the audience gasps in horror at how That's they a- look.
0: That sounds like a life with Loopy kind of thing. Yeah, because... In a weird way.
1: Except it's it's in their minds instead of actually happening to these characters.
0: Right, 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 right. But yeah, I I, mean, I think we're all kind of familiar with the concept of like...
1: Or like, don't go into the water for an hour after you eat or you'll drown, like immediately. And you just picture yourself like sinking to the bottom and like you can't get up because mm-hmm. you're too heavy with food.
0: Right, right, right. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm thinking of, oh man, there's saying, I'm I'm sorry, I got so much monkey on l- island on the brain, you can cut this out if you want, <laughs> but there's, there's this part where Guybrush gets tied to an idol that he was trying to steal and dumped into the r- river. You picked up the idol, the lawman, the quote-unquote lawman, <laughs> dumps you in the river tied to this idol, and you're like, okay, I gotta cut this rope, there's a hacksaw over there, but you can't reach it because you're tethered to the idol? And I'm sitting there for a second, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I just pick up the idol and then just fucking walk out of the lake. Like, you don't actually need the hacksaw at all. <laughs> you already were capable of picking up the idol, so it actually makes no sense that it would tether you down. It's just very clever.
1: It's very funny. I like
0: yeah, that and, and it doesn't give you any hints for it. It just, like, lets you figure it out. And when you do, it's the best. I do need to play this, it sounds like. You do. You do. Anyway. Uh, I wanted to pay one point of attention to the fact that because it's focused on kids' issues the stakes are never very high well they they seem high they do Because seem characters
1: because characters you know children have been alive for a few years at most and you know oh no my day is wasted is like the end of the world
0: it's it's pretty weekenders in a way like the mm-hmm. stakes are just the weekend and that's it like they're never huge consequences for these things mm-hmm but like, I mean, just because they're not huge consequences doesn't mean that they're not impactful. And I, I think that that's a really good way to get this kind of, I think it's a good way to sell things to kids. Like I remember, the world remember.
1: The world is safe, but your interactions, you know, can go good or bad. It's, Try clear, and make them good. it's
0: clear that there are very minor consequences that are purely emotional and not permanent. Right. I remember as a kid, I, I was very concerned with cartoon characters being mortally wounded. Right, because, you know, they need those arms. Well, I mean, I just, I think I had a better sense of empathy for then than I do now, partly because of naivete. But I remember there was an episode of Johnny Bravo where he's like being forcefully, like, I don't know, he gets injured or something and he's got a creepy doctor and the doctor, like, suggests that forcefully removing his liver. And I'm just like, oh, and I got like very, very, very scared.
1: Yeah. The things that make me feel uncomfortable about Johnny Bravo have changed over the years.
2: <laughs> they they've <laughs>
1: developed into kind of a misogyny mold. <laughs> like at every stage of life, that show hits you differently, and it's always unpleasant in some way. I, I agree. And but it's always pleasant in one way. Oh yeah, and that's just look at how buffy is.
0: Welcome to Pops. Yeah, that's true. But like the, the the consequences in this show are Arthur has to get glasses, that's fine, kids make fun of him. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Those are the consequences that they're, they're, they're making fun of him. And you know intellectually that it's going to be okay. But it doesn't get you viscerally like a. He's being threatened by a bully or, or, or like a mugger. You know? It's no, not like.
1: Nothing, no one's ever in physical danger here.
0: Yeah, it's the difference between anxiety and danger. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's primarily mental. Mm hmm. Which is. That's the that's the level like, well, mental and emotional, and that's the level that this show wants to hate you
1: on. Like the the bus episode, where Arthur gets lost, um the what ends up happening is he's he's all the way across town and he doesn't know how to get home, he doesn't have enough money for the bus. But the danger isn't like oh, he's in the bad part of town. The danger is like it's really awkward for me to go to this strange adult I don't know and ask for help.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's and that is going to be very scary. You can very easily put your mind yourself in the mind of a kid. I know not being comfortable if I didn't have an adult present when I was a kid walking places. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not immediately, you're not panicking. You're just concerned. Yeah,
1: like, you know, can we get out of this? Because those are the stakes when you have a, a kid. Is like, not only do I need to keep track of their physical well-being, but also like, How do I resolve this situation with causing them the least amount of trauma? Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I've got this thing that I need to keep track of and keep healthy for many, many years.
2: Yeah, i got to incubate
1: this thing. i got to play
0: the short and the long game at the same time. That's got to be so difficult. I can't do that with my own self. I can do that with you. Really? What's your your strategy? Oh, video games. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Can't get into trouble. I, as long as they keep on releasing sequels that I'm interested in at like an even, at, at an even pace, I think I'll be mm-hmm. all right.
1: Yeah, that's why I start you off on stuff really early and like uh, don't yeah. tell you that it's not new.
0: <laughs> Are you telling
1: me that I'm in the simulation and that you're DW? I'm DWing pretty hard.
0: Mm. What does DW stand for? Dragon Wizard. I already told you. Ah uh, yes. Well, isn't it like Dorothy something? It's like two. It's two female names stuck together.
1: Dorothy Wendigo,
0: or Deborah something. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. Dora Winifred. Wow. Hmm. That's a what a what a 50s style name. It's no good. Snow White. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what are we doing here?
1: <laughs> um. So I wanted to talk about how um, the show doesn't change with the times very much. OK, you know, you watch Modern Simpsons and they all have smartphones Uh, here. They don't. Mm -hmm. Arthur's still got his old blocky alarm clock. You know, kids go outside. And I think that's a really I forgot what it looked like for kids to just go run around outside and have to make their own fun. But the show shows like a lot of different ways to do that, like a lot of different activities that are still
0: out there that we just kind of forgot about because, you know, we're on our computers all the time right yeah that that's it's a yeah, that's a really like kind of antiquated visit, and it's like visiting a um did you ever do this as a kid where you like uh visited a um not an Amish site but like a historical, a historical
1: yeah you know historical what, preservation society
0: yeah yeah it it kind of yeah. feels like that, like there's a bunch of ball and stick and you know people playing with like uh metal hoops well that's the thing there's a ton of shows where
1: like kids you know the, where they they have a story that takes place in those times where there's uh, you know they go on fantastical adventures in a rocket ship or whatever in this show it's just a normal town they make their own fun and they show you ways that you can make your own fun in that town
0: hang on a sec I gotta go to the bathroom I'll let you <laughs> Thanks. I
2: am in a star beware I live run 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 Beware, coward! Run,
0: coward! Well, so, what were you saying? I don't remember. Nice.
1: Um, I kind of want to move into talking about the um other parts of the show, by which I mean the um, oh segment midsection. totally for kids. Totally, a message from us kids. Mm-hmm. Please. So these are these can be a little hit or miss. Uh, It's short segments of kids all contributing, uh, kind of just saying their thoughts on the episode we just watched or the half episode and maybe doing an activity that relates to it. So if um, Arthur is, you know, if the episode is Arthur and Buster, like, find a cool toy, um, but like something went wrong with it and there's like a factory misprint and it becomes valuable, um, the... Message from us kids is a bunch of kids go to this antique shop and learn about toys that, you know, their families gave them. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you know, my my grandpa had this uh, toy and he gave it to me and it connects us and it's, it's very heartwarming. Um, but other times it's just like, it's good to be nice and it's just children telling me that it's good to be nice and that's a lot harder to watch.
0: Yeah, it's, it's easier when they have a specific thing to say. Mm-hmm. I will say this. It's a lot better. Well... It works better for kids than the Jackie Chan tells us about how much he loves whatever the topic of the mm-hmm. of the of the letter to Jackie Chan was. Yeah. Kids in, telling in us Chan about
1: adventures. themselves is something that would appeal. You can get a uh, diverse uh, you can get diverse sorts of kids, you know, better representation, that sort of thing. I OK, there's I, a lot of advantages here.
0: Let, let me. OK, I've got two thoughts about this. Uh, first is. All right, let, let's not mince words. I was pretty sure they went out of their way to, like, meet diversity requirements on this. It's PBS. It's PBS. Like, I, I just wanted to—I wanted to confirm that that was a thing that was that was there, which is right. not inherently bad. I just—that is very clearly what they are going for, and, you know, it, it's important to point out. Right. It's important to point out when they make the effort to be—when repre- they represent across the board. Right. Um— that was the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing is that if you are a kid and watching kids talking about stuff, that is also good representation on an age level. Yeah. If you are an adult watching kids, you Ooh. are like, oh, that's how, well, I don't know how you deal with it as an adult, as, as a me who doesn't interact with six-year-olds anymore. I, I found it like weirdly engaging just because I don't, I didn't remember what it was like.
1: Yeah, it's like when you don't see a dog in forever, and you're like, "What the hell
0: is this? <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> Are you kidding it's with
2: this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is this a simulation?
0: One one of my favorite thing, one of my favorite things to do in real life is to is to point at things in the real world and say that it looks shopped.
1: <laughs> yeah, the angle's all bad. The shadow doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, someone got rid of a double chin there. Um, uh, he yeah, just so- exercised. <laughs> but yeah. Fake. Like- like I found myself not fast forwarding past the kids segment because I was nope. genuinely interested, and like I'm not an idiot. I know that they're picking the most photogenic and 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 reasonable kids talking in order to tell me in, yeah. in, for these segments. But like I, yeah. I was still there's, there's cute kids and then there's not cute kids, and we saw one type, right? Uh, and, and but but I never thought that they were not showing me the actual responses of actual kids. I don't think anyone. I don't think there were mm. cue cards or anything.
1: Yeah, and like sometimes they ramble on in the way that toddlers do, but there was there was some good stuff. Um
0: I just found it engaging <laughs> cuz like I forgot how kids acted.
1: What what was your favorite one? Do you remember like any particular activity that they did?
0: Oh gosh. Um they were talking about their favorite teacher, I think. Mhm. You know, and and I think the the teacher had a reputation from some kids of being the mean teacher, but the way everyone talked about her, they were like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And like, she's actually really nice and cool. And she makes all these funny faces. I don't know. It's just a very huh. nice touch. Yeah. It's it was a good it's, way to kind of round out the episode of, you know, it's Dr. more explicit
1: uh, in its message.
0: Mm-hmm. And, it, and it related to the show because Mr. Ratburn was like seen as this hard ass. And then by the end of the episode, Arthur and Buster are like, oh, he's actually like I think he's capable of teaching us a lot because look at all this cool stuff he does on his off hours. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's like, uh, he does like puppet shows for kids and, you know, whatever.
1: I want to tell you about um, the one from the bus episode. Yeah, sure. Um, Kid saying, Arthur wouldn't have gotten lost if he had a map. You can make a map of anything. Here's a map of Philip's body. There's like this body diagram and a very proud kid standing next to it. (laughs) That's awesome. "Here's Here's the liver. Here's the heart. Here's a map of my uncle's dog. (laughs) If you <laughs> that's read amazing! It's <laughs> a kid who doesn't you know you what a, a map means. <laughs> if you read a map of my heart, you'll know what I love.
2: Yeah, that, that's,
0: that's really funny.
1: <laughs> and then, well, th- one kid drew a map of the solar system, but it's just the planets in no order, and Saturn is misspelled Satan. <laughs> that's great. I can't wait
0: to have kids and teach them how to draw a map to planet Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Yo, know, the, the, the map of my heart to see what I love thing, the, like... I think that my favorite part of this show is the kids say the darndest things kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're just like, it's a weird sentence and you totally buy that a kid said it. I said a sentence recently. I don't remember what the context was. Someone was talking about eggs and I was just kind of recollecting that I did, was doing a lot of egg things in my cooking recently and the carton cast is eggs. And I just flippantly said kind of my whole life is eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that's the kind of sentence it feels like It's like we're.
1: Where are your head? Where's your head at, kid? Yeah, like you can spend fifteen years like practicing comedy writing and eventually get this, or you can ask a kid, or you can just be really tired. And you can that's spend how you get fifteen this kind years spending
0: your life with kids, and then after all that time, they'll still surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gandalf. Yeah, so that's
1: that's the midsection okay. kid uh, thing. At at the end, after the second segment of the show, they mm. uh, show you how to draw one of the characters. Do they? Um, That's what I saw anyway. A couple of times.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, like yeah,
1: and here's how you do the shapes, and voila, it's D W.
0: They were pretty simple shapes. I I imagine that they would be pretty. uh, That they would be pretty fun to draw. I think I would enjoy drawing Arthur. He's just a lot of ovals. Do you want to talk about the animation? Yes, let's
1: move into the animation. um, It's immediately recognizable. Like it looks the same as the books. This is.
0: This is wonderful. What about it? Oh, I mean, it, the, I already said it, but it's got the look of a crayon drawing. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like edit and eddy if someone colored inside the lines. You know, it's it, a nice it all diorama. Looks, it's very soft. You know, all the colors are not monochrome. It's not like someone used a paint fill tool to do There's a no background. danger here. Um, in an episode where, you know, they're in the kitchen or something, I was just looking at the floor and I was recognizing that it's brown, but it's not all the same shade of brown. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has the like, look Like of when you're drawing in, with
1: crayon and, like, naturally. It's heavier like, in
0: some parts than others yeah. and mm-hmm. lighter in others. and It, it makes you it can feel lived in. see the direction that they went in. It makes it feel soft and organic in a, in a way that, you know, it's not sleek or, or plastic looking. It all looks very, it just, it looks like a warm home.
1: Very, very storybook. Mm. Um, sort of like something that you could make by hand, like, as crafts. Yeah, a lot of the characters, like the
0: character models, seem. That's a good point. It, it makes it look like it was drawn, as opposed to created in a lab. Like it, it looks like yeah. it was crafted with love, and I think that it mm-hmm. was. Yeah, definitely. But it definitely um, communicates that through through this style, this tone uh, of the. I presentation. don't know if you
1: if you watch some early ones versus some r- more recent ones. Um, I think the character designs and like background you know filling out the space and like the shots they went with i think they got more creative uh but in more recent episodes the animation's a lot less fluid i noticed a lot more missed frames
2: Mm, i i didn't notice
1: that it's almost as if the people working at pbs care more but have less money
0: that is an interesting thought i didn't i didn't see that all i was kind of paying attention to was the presentation and not the animation so, yeah, it, it's just interesting to see yeah.
1: like because it's been around so long um and PBS is so volatily funded. Um right. I think I think you can tell a good season from a bad one.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I I thought that they they always presented tonally in a very warm and pastel colors kind of way. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's and consistent. as I said
0: earlier, there are really detailed backgrounds. Uh one scene has Buster and Arthur and they're going to snow fort. And it's complete with, like, a little side compartment. It's got a shovel, a stash of snowballs. It's got, like, it's the works. Like, this is a this is a good it's, snow for it. And it, and it feels like they've been using it. It's a cohesive
1: uh, town, Elwood City. Um, Mark Brown said that he drew a lot of inspiration from where he grew up in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania.
0: That really comes through. Yeah, maybe uh, I just didn't pay attention to the animation because I was so taken with the environments.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it is it like I will say this. Even if they did lose money, it is it does say something that they were able to consistently create this warm presentation for so long. Because it clearly it couldn't have been simple or easy.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know much about animation.
0: Neither do I, but I I can recognize something that was that a lot of effort was put into when I see Ooh, it. You think there could have been an episode where they teach us about animation and they show us how he simulates himself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So the music I think is pretty good The trick with simulating yourself is you do it too much You go blind and then you can't simulate anymore (laughs) That's stimulate No, maybe Just just go on
1: (laughs) Um, So the music is pretty good as well I don't know if you um, Took particular notice of it
0: I made particular notice of a couple of things They like using odd instruments
1: the banjo is great for setting the scene of oh, like yeah. idyllic childhood nostalgia.
0: What, what, I'm trying to think of what what game is this from? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's uh, Earthbound.
1: Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds like something uh <laughs> very jovial.
0: It yeah it. Yeah, that was an earthbound track. That's, that's it, what it felt like to me a little it's bit. It's twangy. It's
1: old-timey. They have that old-timey piano.
0: They got an old-timey piano. I, weirdly, I thought they made use of theremin-like sounding instrument for a lot of stuff.
1: It might have been synth. Yeah, I, definitely synth. Something, something of that, of that uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Genre c'est quoi.
0: Yeah, that rejoinder c'est quoi. Like, there's a lot of sequences where they can make use of kind of an not quite our reality sound effect and i feel like they usually synth it up for like an outer space creation like a imagination zone in outer space or a fantasy or maybe there's like a scary movie atmosphere going around
1: yeah the mindscape is very
0: lively yeah Um, it just made me wonder if they had like a theremin enthusiast on payroll (laughs) to be honest (laughs) felt weird theremin enthusiast
2: hmm
1: I, I don't think there are theremin owners who aren't enthusiasts.
0: You kind of have to be. If-, if you
1: get a theremin, that becomes your life.
0: That does. That seems true. That feels true. <laughs>
1: like, like they all have a terrible curse.
0: The only reason that we podcast is because we both found microphones on the side of the road. And we're like, well, I guess this determines what I do from now on. And we picked it up and we threw them away. But they just showed up in my mailbox. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grim note attached to them. Um, I also like that there is a just a ton of baseline in uh
0: in this. There was an episode specifically on styles of music. Because yeah. uh, Binky wa- loves music. Let me...
1: What? Binky, that character, loves uh,
0: music. Does he? I didn't realize that. Yeah, it came up a few times. Okay. No, just base, baseline whenever they're going places. Well, music I feel like was a very strong influence on the writers of the show at the very least because in mm-hmm. one episode um, there is going to be a there's going to be some sort of music demonstration at the library, and the normally, uh, the normally reserved spe- like a musician can't make it, so they entrust the kids in their classes to go out and try to find a musician who would be willing to play at the library, and they find Yo Yo Ma and some like famous jazz musician, and you know D W likes the classical, and Arthur likes the jazz, and they hate each other for not understanding you know, the other's point of view. And then both both musicians show up in the same place and the classical guy plays a jazz piece classically <laughs> and the jazz guy plays a classical piece jazzically. That's great. And they're all like, oh, music can just be good. Like it doesn't have to be a contest. And it was, it was one of the, I mean, it was shoehorned a little, like it was pretty obvious where it was going to go, but I, I thought that that was a really good message and it really communicated this love of music that the creators had i don't know that's that's interesting that's what it feels like to me it 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 seems like every time there's a piece of this show that is good it is because someone cared
1: yes that that's not thing i always feel yeah this is this is you know they might the executives might have made some money off of this toward the end but like this is not like a like a cash grab gi joe kind of
0: thing absolutely not no this is this These is are for the, the same
1: people that made Mr. Rogers, uh, Pappy's place, all the good stuff. this is This is why it's so popular because it's so wholesome and it communicates it so well.
0: yeah, yeah, I I'm like I mean closing closing remark time, it seems like we're kind of getting there. I'm very impressed with the show. I don't know yeah. if I'll have kids at some point, but if I do, I want to show them Arthur.
1: Arthur's definitely got to be up there.:
0: It's the top of the list. I mean, and it's like I, a lot of the dialogue is just very, very funny for adults. Like they know how to, they know how to sell it.
1: It's just, it's just nice to not have assholes on TV
0: and, for and a like, while. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, you know, co- there is conflict and there is negative emotions that pop up, but it's not because anyone is fundamentally evil. No, it's, misunderstandings. It's, it's be well, it's because we're figuring ourselves out and you know, They're just people. Yeah, and th- th- there's this concept I've kind of been struggling with recently, and I don't know how much we're actually going to be able to wrap it into this. But there's this sort of idea to civilization is that it tempers our worst impulses. Mm-hmm. That's the. Con- that's that's the. That is very much a message that I am drawing out from Arthur. Is that you know the message is nobody shits in the well. It's civilization. <laughs> don't don't you know we've got impulses, but we have to be better than our impulses. Some of the impulses are good. Some of them are bad. You know, in the same way that kids might um, ki- kids might have these kind of ingrained behaviors, but not know when to use a particular one. When do you trust someone? When do you ask for directions? When do you? try to be charitable when do you try to be uh you know smart about a solution as opposed to doing hard work when do you work smarter not harder all those lessons require an even hand and like a calm mind and i think that it's important i i don't know i don't know how much the show is actually about you know learning having the capacity to use the tools in your toolbox but that's a that's that's something that came to me very strongly in this show. I don't mm-hmm. know if you feel any way similar.
1: I, I guess what you could say is everybody that you meet has an original point of view.
0: <laughs> that um, doesn't relate at all. Like I'm, I'm glad that you stuck with it because, because like I went a little too far afield for that actually to make sense. And you're just like, I already thought of it. <laughs> it's,
1: it's here. <laughs> it's no, here. I, I know what you mean. Like we're, we're all just in this together. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Arthur, the message of Arthur is don't shit in the well. You, you, that's a good point, Ben. <laughs> that's a good point that you made.
0: Well, it's interesting, though, because theme song <laughs> says listen to your heart. But so often I felt like the message was listen to your brain and listen to people you trust. <laughs> don't listen that's, to your heart. Your instincts are the not rhythm the rhythm of the
1: street. You've got to listen to all of them. And okay. if you
0: want to learn more, just check out
1: pbskids.org.
0: Yeah, or look at Chance the Rapper, or look at, what were some of the other nonsense we talked about? Look at Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> I, um,
1: one thing I do want to talk about before we go is mm. um, when I saw how old the show is, and that it's still going on, I wanted to see if it was longer running than The Simpsons, which it's not, but
2: mm. uh, I, typed into
1: Goog- I typed into Google uh, The Simpsons versus Arthur, and some amazing fan fiction comes up. Ooh. Um the Simpsons move to Elwood City, and Bart is a terrible influence. And they're like, like, and they're still Simpsons people, and they're still animals. And they're like, oh man, the radiation must have gotten to these guys. <laughs> they're all, <laughs> they're all mutants. And Bart will like say something awful, and everyone else around him will just like not quite understand like, what he meant. Up. <laughs> like yeah. it's really awkward. <laughs> nice. It's actually pretty well written.
0: Uh, you'll have to link it. I'll I'll check it out later.
1: Yeah.
0: It sounds terrible, but. It's funny. I will say this. Put them next to each other. Arthur beats out beats the pants off the Simpsons in terms of longevity. Oh,
1: just because it's not trying to be in the moment.
0: But it's timeless. It's timeless. The priorities are different. It's made with love, not profit in mind. Yeah.
1: And it's like how Shakespeare like the message is coming through.
0: The, yeah. Over, the, over many times. It's because he was selling an idea, not a product. And the Simpsons generally sell a product.
1: Sell the sizzle, not the steak. One of the characters said that. Where? When? It was like one of the more recent episodes, and the the character was like trying to get DW out of her hair and like go outside and enjoy the yard. There's a whole world out there. Telling Arthur, like, yeah, we're not selling the steak. You got to sell the sizzle.
0: Wow, what a weird. Like, jeez, our arvarks say the darndest things. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh let's close up shop. I, I think yeah. that. I think that this might have been a more boring episode than usual, but it's just because it's a great show. It's like, this is really good. It's it's quality. I ended up watching more than I thought I would. Me too. Even though, like, you know, obviously it doesn't appeal to all of my interests anymore. It's for kids. But on that curve that we have to grade on, it's very good.
1: Yeah, I'm going to watch this with my kids. And the fact that there are, like, 20 seasons of it means that there will always be... An episode they haven't seen so mm-hmm. and that I haven't seen so that it can at least be kind of entertaining to me while we watch kind of similar things over and over totally. again.
0: Totally. That's so that's the thing that I sometimes think about is if I have kids, how am I going to like indoctrinate them to have the correct interests? Yeah. You know? When do they sh- you, when do I show them Simpsons and have them play Mega Man? Is my question. You, you can't you can't leave it up to chance. You no. can't let them become their own Not, people. Or chance the rapper, mind you. You can't leave it up to Chance, Chance the, the Rapper. rapper. <laughs> Maybe you should leave it up to Chance the Rapper. <laughs>
1: and he'll raise them to be
0: werewolves. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: Noted werewolf, Chance the Rapper. Canon. Simulation confirmed. <laughs> and what are we watching next time?
0: <laughs> My kids ain't afraid of no ghosts because Chance the Rapper told them how to show up early. <laughs> uh, next time we are going to be watching Land bu- the, the Land before, t- before Time. Talk about showing up early. Yeah, about sixty five million years early sixty five million BC? Yeah. Sixty five? Am I right? Sixty five. 65, that that 65, feels good. 65, uh,
1: 66, around there.
0: Sixty six? Now that's now now that's all I can think about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm man, I'm really tired. Let's yeah. uh Yeah, so we're gonna be watching that with uh JT of uh Cocktail Party Congress Fame. hmm Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking to him on a recent episode of the Cocktail Party Congress. Um The nice thing about The Land Before Time is that there's a bunch of sequels of that as well. The nice thing about the Land Before Time is that it has a many sequels as well. <laughs> is that yeah. the nice thing about it?
1: That <laughs> isn't it. You know, because like Arthur, you there's always
0: more. Oh, it's boy. Like Land Before Time, there's that's where my thought was. Man, how weird would it be if there was dinosaur characters in Arthur? Do you think oh. they'd like what kind of name nah, this is a dumb Avenue of discussion. Let's move on. <laughs> what after? What are uh, we doing after that, Zane?
1: Well, my thought was, we got to do an anime, and it's been a hundred episodes since we looked at uh, Big O, the Mech Show.
0: okay. What do we got? So
1: I figured I want more context for the Mech anime genre in general. So I figured we would watch something from the Mobile Suit Gundam uh, series.
0: Interesting. What kind of what kind of mobile suit are we are we putting I on? Don't,
1: I don't know because I found it difficult to find a given show in particular there's definitely ways to access you know some of the shows because there's like 17 sure. different shows but
0: all right um, so we're gonna be checking we'll out, that one out asterisk gundam asterisk in like the programming <laughs> yeah. sense gundams will occur whatever yeah. that means whatever don't you that worry about is. that but yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and check out land before time and then something something gundam something mm-hmm great well, I uh, I hope you enjoyed listening, everyone. I hope you learned some stuff about ghosts and werewolves and Chance the Rapper. Um, and being and, nice to everyone around you. Yeah, and if you'd like to contribute to the simulation, um, go ahead and go to cartoncast.com or fancybat.com or check out our Facebook page to leave a comment. Um, please go to iTunes and leave a rating or review uh, or... Just go ahead and tell your friends about the show, man. Tell your kids about the show, but don't let them listen to it. Like, that's a very bad idea.
1: No, hold it over their heads for a while.
0: Yeah, you're not even old enough to listen to the Carton cast.
1: It's like Blue's Clues, Arthur. Dora. Do- mm, I think Dora's before Arthur.
0: You, you cut me off. I was going to say Dora, then Arthur, uh, Doug, then- Hey Arnold, uh, Weekenders. Mm-hmm. No, no, no pepperan then weekenders no weekenders then pepperan then dexter's lab samurai jack hang on a second this is probably worth doing Uh...
1: (laughs) the sliding scale of slice of life
0: cartoons yeah yeah so what do we start out with blue's clues Uh, doesn't count uh sesame street sesame street into arthur doug no into weekenders into doug into pepperan what next uh, after Pepperan comes, we got to uh, get a good high school one, right? Something more adult. Did we say, Hey, Arnold? Uh, at some point, but that's um, that's grade school. We're now into high school. What's in high school? Teen Titans. No, come on, you can do better. <laughs> I can do better. <laughs> the, the The Simpsons. You're still doing worse. <laughs> the gulf is increasing. All right. Guess we got another. We get. Guess we got another uh, thing to fill.
1: Yep, we'll figure this one out next time.
0: Well, well, that's it. We're all in time for today. We're going to have to put this on hold. (laughs) I don't know who this is. Good night, everyone. I don't like this character. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story about a ghost, a werewolf, and a pretty shitty pizza place. It all started when the werewolf came back to town a pizza delivery boy was murdered while making a routine delivery. Kingfisher Chronicle, can I ask you a few questions? Find the wolf, you'll find your oh. killer.
1: Deny ghost involvement in the killing of Sean Hammerschmidt.
0: Looks like I'm going on a wolf hunt tonight.